0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Did you know Toyota of Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in
2: southwest Mississippi?
3: Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at ToyotaBrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver.
4: Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who
0: are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
5: Everyone, and welcome to the JT Show Super Talk, Mississippi. It's Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. It's Friday, y'all. Dang right it is. A little cloudy outside, but uh, I think a little front moving through. Might get yeah. a little rain.
4: It's supposed to be a little sloppy tonight, but not too terribly severe, except for, I think mm-hmm. the last I checked, the southwest corner of the Magnolia State has a level three. Really? Severe weather threat risk.
5: Jeez, I'm about tired of that.
4: Yeah, but uh, North Mississippi's in the green section, which is the level one threat risk. Uh, so you could have some slightly damaging winds and heavy rains. Uh, the central part of the state and Southeast Mississippi and the Gulf Coast are in level two, the yellow. So you could see some gusts up to 60, 70 miles an hour, but not sustained winds. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. the. The southwest corner of the state overnight could see some uh, some severe weather potentials for tornadoes. So I got keep you. your head on a swivel, but uh, not again not as bad as we have had predicted in the last month or so.
5: Well, let's hope we don't have any dead gum bad weather. Little rain coming through. I am okay with that. Let's get it out of here. Get the sun back out. It's supposed to be beautiful. I think across the state on Sunday. Correct. And then we got that little race going on over there at Talladega. Talladega. They might get a little of the wet stuff, huh?
4: That is a distinct
5: possibility.
4: I know that they have access to much more precise weather modeling than I do. Yeah, I mean, those guys, they can tell within about five or ten minutes when it's going to drop the first raindrop. You're right about that.
5: Uh, Some very sophisticated technology involved there. So... Yesterday, starting out here with some news on the home front here in Mississippi, the government the governor signed SB 2795. And that is the Criminal Justice Really Parole Reform Bill. I think it's probably the best way to put that. So that is in the books. I, I think there are some Oh, there's some varied positions on that views on that but he he signed it it is um, it is thought to be one that protects the safety of Mississippians while I guess uh, aiding in the overpopulation of our prisons and the cost thereof. so no concessions and no really changes with respect to uh, violent offenders. That I could tell, I could be wrong about that. But I, as far as I can tell, and all the reports I've read, that that seems to be the case. So I, I think that was uh, overall a, a good move. The, uh, the several articles I guess I saw about that yesterday, but we'll see. Um, I can tell you that the governor, he's. Uh, He's pretty down the middle on these kinds of issues. He he does listen, and his ear receives the input from law enforcement and from those involved in oversight of our institutions of incarceration. And so I think he weighed out all the pros and cons here before he signed off on this bill. And, and so, again, I think, uh, I think it was a good move, and it is one that, again, I don't think he would have signed if he didn't feel like that it had general support and sign-off from the justice community, the law enforcement, judicial, and prison community. So we'll see where that goes. Just wanted to report on that. Also, big news down on the coast. You hear about this? Bucky's. Oh, yeah. Coming to the coast. This is the world's largest convenience store? It's is gi- that the claim to fame? They're gigantic. Yeah. They're, it's like a Walmart with gas station, <laughs> gas pumps in the front, I should say.
4: I have seen a picture from inside one uh, where there's an entire wall of different flavored pretzels. And not like you're thinking, like, okay, the hot mustard pretzel and the salty pretzel. No, these are like... You got the white chocolate covered, and the milk chocolate covered, and the dark chocolate covered, and the strawberry yogurt
5: covered, all kinds. Yeah, and they're gigantic. One wall. Yeah, my friend, uh, Senator Philip Moran from down there on the coast. I think he represents part of Hancock. Maybe his district is all of Hancock. He's he's probably listening. He'll let me know. Uh, But he's down there, and uh, he was instrumental. In making this happen, it, it is my understanding, so shout out to him. But that's a big deal. You know, I don't know if they have any in, outside of Texas Bucky's. if there are if any I want to in, say there's some along the eastern seaboard. Really? Okay. How about Louisiana? Did they just kind of hop over Louisiana and drop into Mississippi? That's okay, I was wrong. There are two in Alabama, so I guess that's okay. the
4: picture I was seeing it from. There's several in Texas and two in Alabama, and now there will be one in Mississippi. But okay. yeah, they did just hop right over Louisiana. Interesting, not in Arkansas either.
5: Okay, I guess they sell lottery tickets. I got to think about that. You know, <laughs> well, I wonder if they do. But uh, that's going to be a huge deal. I don't know exactly where is it going to be on the coast. I just know it's going to be on the coast. And so I apologize for not knowing exactly where it's going to be. You see anything on that? I wonder if it will be in over there. And let's see. I got some information here from Coast Media. Uh, will it be in Harrison County? Yes, Senator. That's yes, what it looks like. It will be in Harrison County. Okay. So, um, hmm. All right, so it looks like there's one in Daytona Beach,
4: Florida. Yeah, it looks like they're expanding to Daytona Beach, Florida, St. Augustine, Florida, Fort Valley, Georgia, Robertsdale, Alabama, and one in Mississippi. It says it's going to be located on I-10 going towards Gulf Shores. Okay.
5: Senator Moran said it would take a year, possibly longer, for the construction to be complete. Interesting. How about that? West Harrison County is where it will be located, my good friend. Chairman of the Mississippi GOP, Frank Bordeaux, just sent a message. Appreciate that, Frank. Well, Okay, I
4: misread that. That's the closest one to South Mississippi is located on I-10 going towards Gulf Shores. I was like, wait a second, Gulf Shores?
5: Yeah. Got gotcha. you. It's on I-10, though. Yeah. Over in Alabama, you're talking about. It. Yeah, that's the yeah. closest one before
4: this one gets built.
5: And the one in Daytona Beach, Florida, I believe, just opened, right? About a month or so ago?
4: Yeah, those are. that's part of the expansion they've been doing. Apparently, Bucky's also claims to have the largest or the longest car wash in the world at the Bucky's in Katy, Texas.
5: <laughs> How about that? Longest car oh, yeah, wash. Yeah,
4: they've got world records for largest convenience store and longest car wash. <laughs> that is
5: awesome. Well, it's big news for the state. And also, we've got announcement earlier this week about Milwaukee Tool up there in Carroll County, I believe. I like Milwaukee I'm. Tools. Yeah, it's good. It's good quality stuff, and I mean, it's high. I got an end. impact driver that it, it can be a little loud indoors, but it gets the job done. You you normally don't think about their tools from a consumer use perspective. There, I mean, they're in the professional grade, typically, because they're I would consider it prosumer. Okay, kind of kind of in the middle. There, it's high enough quality to be
4: used by professionals, but it's also an, in a price range where a consumer can invest in
5: it and get a lifetime of use out of it. Okay. Well, speaking of states, the U.S. House of Representatives has approved legislation that would make D.C. a state, and I don't think it would be called the District of Columbia anymore, right? That's been... I think it would be called the Douglas Commonwealth, if I'm not mistaken, after Frederick Douglass. I think that is part of the legislation. It's unfortunate, in my view, and I hope we can figure out a way to to move past this narrative and in, in this environment, I should say, we have where everything is framed with racism and now if you don't support DC becoming a state you've been deemed a racist and I I hate that because I think the more we dwell on that and the more we try to point to that and filter everything and view everything through that lens honestly I think it dilutes the cause and I think it it it, what cause there is if it's truly where it exists racism is abhorrent and if you really want to address it well let, let's find where it exists and address it but this broad brush sweep of everything and anything and every issue uh i guess being framed with it i i think doesn't get the job done and you that's i imagine happening here. there are some puerto ricans that are a little miffed about that it's true yeah it's a good point as far as dc is concerned so Anyhow, we got a break right here on the JT show. When we come back, we've got Demetria Love. She's the project manager of the Institute for the Advancement of Minority Health. Stay with us, the JT show continues.
7: Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar
3: fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Acoustic Wave Treatment Center offers an affordable non-surgical solution through Acoustic Wave Therapy. The beneficial effects of Acoustic Wave Therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Call today to schedule your appointment. 601-944-5585 or go to Acoustic Wave
13: Good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino.
13: Great news, everybody,
0: on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi
5: Holidays. Welcome back, everyone. The JT show continues here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this
4: Friday, y'all.
5: In the studio, joining us now, the project manager of the Institute for the Advancement of Minority Health, Miss Demetria. Demetria. Demetria, I said it right. Love, thank you. So, so glad you joined us today.
14: No problem, no problem. Thank you for having me. All
5: right, so where, your institute, is it located in Mississippi? This is a Mississippi organization?
14: Yes. Okay. So we are located in Jackson, Mississippi. We have two offices. One is on Lakeland Drive and one is in the Jackson Medical Mall.
5: Okay, so... Tell us exactly what you do. What's your mission?
14: All right. So for, at the Institute for the Advancement of Minority Health, our vision, our goal is to stop health disparities amongst underserved and underrepresented minority populations in the state of Mississippi. And so we have a special emphasis and focus on health equity. So that's pretty much what we do.
5: I got you. And so uh, that being your mission, s- specifically then, uh, what actions are you taking? What What are you doing to kind of uh, eliminate these disparities?
14: Okay, so we do a lot of programs. Uh, We're funded by several different organizations, the CDC, the Kellogg Foundation. So we pretty much uh, look at a few of the issues that are going on in minority communities, and we develop projects based on those. So an example of some would be our OD2A program, which is our Operation uh, Data to Action, and that deals with the opioid crisis that's going on in Mississippi. We also have the Kellogg Program, so that's dealing with health equity, making sure that minority populations uh, get proper access, proper knowledge, proper care. We also have a maternal and child health program, a tobacco cessation program that's uh, hosted in the Delta. So we pretty much take these uh, initiatives and we run with them and create projects to help those communities. So it sounds like a lot of just education. Education and implementation. Okay. So with the maternal and child program, uh, child health program, uh, two weeks ago we had a community baby shower where we registered uh, 75 women. They were um, unexpected mothers, and we gave them big boxes with food, pacifiers, information, mm. all, everything. So mm. we're, we're not just information only. We definitely get our hands dirty. Uh,
5: you know, Demetria, it, I, I speak to a lot of uh, physician friends, some of which are OBGYNs. I've got friends that are nurses that work in the – Uh, the NICU at UMC, which is an incredible uh, facility up there. And they they speak often about the fact that so many of the problems associated with childbirth and right after childbirth could be eliminated with proper and good prenatal care. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times that just relates to lack of access or sometimes just lack of understanding of the need for that care. So is your organization involved in that in any way?
14: Yes. So part of the maternal and child health program is that we are having some of these focus groups where we talk to these unexpected mothers and we give them information about the necessary well, the need for prenatal care. We also give them access to care, linkage to care, so things like that. We don't just tell them. We do our best to link them to what they need.
5: Okay. Yeah, so some of these outcomes, I'm told, could be totally avoided. With proper prenatal care, but a lot of times the the uh, expectant mothers don't know uh, or or don't have access yes. uh, to prenatal care, especially when they get some of the remote areas and the rural areas of the state. And I know that's that's an issue, and and to a great extent that does uh, affect the minority population, the yes. underserved population. Yes. Yeah. So, what's well, good stuff? So, the opioid situation, which. It seems like it's kind of taken a backseat. You don't hear as much about it, but it's still still going on. I mean, and I don't know that it's gotten any better. I think it's gotten worse with the pandemic in particular and folks being locked up and going through uh, some, um, I guess, mental uh, challenges and, yeah. and despair, if you will, of, of just the situation to some extent contributes to misuse of, of opioids. Well, I don't think to some extent. I think it does, and I think that's established. So what are you is your organization doing with respect to that?
14: Okay, so at the Institute, we've been funded by the CDC. Uh, the CDC is partnered with the State Department of Health and the Mississippi um, Public Health Institute. And so we are a sub grantee of the OD2A program. And what we're doing is creating task force, um, which will serve as a resource pool. We're trying to get out the information. One of the greatest things with the population is most of the time a population that is affected does not have the knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. They do not know the extent of you know the dangers that's going on especially with like opioid misuse in ranking county yep. and so what we're doing is right now we're hosting webinars where, so we're giving an educational piece where we can inform the community at large We want to inform your common people we want to inform law enforcement officers we want to inform health professionals just about what's going on and i think that it's great that you said it during the pandemic because research has shown that the there has been an increase in opioid use over the course of the pandemic sure. and those uh... the increase is not just with prescription what happens is a lot of people haven't had access to their physician. And so what they do is they turn to street drugs. Mm. And so you see an increase in opioid deaths because these street drugs that they're getting instead of their regular prescriptions are often laced with fentanyl and yeah. things like that. So yeah. it's it, it's in turn causing deaths. Uh, the pandemic has is, is really um, hit the opioid crisis really hard. Um, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. So more than just COVID, it's it's kind of the secondary effects as well yeah. of the pandemic, the restrictions. The lockdowns, loss of work, et cetera, mm-hmm. that have contributed to an increase in drug abuse, which is in many cases, uh, resulted in death. So it's, uh, yeah, it kind of has a trickle-down uh, effect in that respect. What about just mental health in general? How does your organization address that in the minority community?
14: Mental. We don't have a program that's dedicated towards mental health right now. Okay. So what we do is with any program that we have, we try to find different sectors and factors that we can attach it to. So that's why I chose mental health. Uh, we've had uh, webinars with the opioid program that have been dedicated to the use of Narcan. We try to educate. So we take the common issue and we try to divide it into little sectors. Yeah. So there's not a specific mental health program right now. But with every program that we have, we try to find a way to incorporate mental health into it.
5: I got you. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about educate, like even going back to opioid, how, how do you transact that exactly? Exactly, are you going into schools, for example, and, and conducting? events and um, seminars, if you will, training sessions. What, how, how exactly do you do that from a logistical perspective? What does that look like?
14: Okay, so pretty much day-to-day. What we do uh, is we we kind of share our information. We share fact sheets. We create these fact sheets that kind of give you a snapshot. Okay. Uh, we are learning from our task force what people want to hear, what they don't want to hear. We yeah. know that they want things kind of short and simple. We're in that age now. So we want to share these uh, simple facts across social media platforms. Yeah. Because we are in the age of COVID, we're not able to just directly go in. So we host these webinars that will be online on Zoom, and that's just the way that we can handle it now. Um, I'm sure when everything opens up, (laughs) loosely stated with our quotations, when (laughs) everything opens back up, we'll be able to go into those schools. I know that we have um, another subgrantee that we are partnering with on our task force. They do go into these schools, and I know that the YMCA does go into schools Mm. and that they talk to them. But right now, just for our own safety and protection, we're strictly staying virtual. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. Yes. And you talked about the funding uh, of CDC Mm -hmm. uh, and also uh, private institutions such as Kellogg's, I guess, Mm -hmm. the foundations that are providing grants. Yes. As well. That's yes. the primary source. So how many people are in your organization?
14: Okay. So right now our staff is of six. We okay. have um, our CEO. We have two program managers and we have two community health workers. So our organization, we can go ahead and do it. Yep. It was founded in 2000 or established in 2019. So we're relatively okay. new. Okay. We are relatively new. Yep. And for this program in particular, this one is funded by the CDC, but we okay. do have other programs that are funded by the Kellogg Foundation, Robert Wood Johnson yep. Foundation.
5: Are there similar organizations in other states?
14: I'm not sure um, that are doing what we're doing. I'm not sure. I know that there are similar organizations within the state that is doing what we're doing, but I'm not sure if they're anywhere
5: else. I know you've only been around a couple of years, Mm -hmm. but uh, have you got some uh, success stories that uh, you you could share or – um, any sort of data about the, the positive results that are being produced?
14: Yes. So we, our greatest success story is that all of our boxes for the community-wide baby shower were taken. Yeah. Um. You would think that in the age of COVID people would not come out, uh, but it was just a pleasure. So everything that w- what was registered, diapers, sizes one to five, food, everything was given and taken. So every donation that's been given to us, we've kind of been put back out there. I got you. We also give out PPP. Um, we give out mm-hmm. hand sanitizers, masks. So our success story is that everything that we have to help the public has pretty much been given away and it's been received. Okay.
5: Yeah. And so uh, what kind of uh, response have you gotten from the public? Has it been received In a a positive way?
14: Yes, 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 for sure. Um, Once again, I just know uh, with the Maternal and Child Health Program, because that's the one that we actually went outside with, they were very receptive, very grateful. Um, They participated in another project of ours, which is the lead assessment. So helping them on one end can kind of get you what you need and open the door to educate them on other issues as well. I got you. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Well awesome. Well, we're about out of time right here, but Demetria, I really appreciate you coming in today. Sounds like you guys are doing great work. Appreciate yes, sir. it.
14: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
5: You bet. Thank you. Demetria Love, Project Manager, Institute for the Advancement of Minority Health. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back on the JT show. Stay with us. A-S-T-O.
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 73. Some heavy rain likely tonight, low around 59. Your Saturday, a 40% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 77. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
16: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special mark pricing and special XMark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days.
19: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On Thursday, the courthouse in Batesville was evacuated after a suspicious package was found on the front steps. A bomb squad from Memphis later defused the package on site. The Panola County Sheriff's Department says after rendering the package safe, investigators found three cell phones, a cell phone charger, cigarette lighters, and loose tobacco inside the package. And their budget has been cut, a little over $10
12: million. We bring in almost $400 million a year in tax revenue, and uh, that's done on less than $11 million. State Insurance Commissioner Mike
19: Cheney says he's thankful the legislature found $2 million for them in another fund. But there are some other issues from the legislative session he isn't happy about.
8: The
12: Rural fire Truck Program was killed by the House. They can blame it on who they want to, but it was killed by the House. Telemedicine was killed by the House.
19: He said that puts Mississippians at risk. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm.
20: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, and this is National Crime Victims' Rights Week. Last year, my office served over 2,200 crime victims. If you've been the victim of a crime, we can help you. Visit AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com.
0: No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm. Gallo. Gallo. Shapiro. Shapiro. And now Bongino. Bongino. So what's up? If you want to work at Supertalk, your name's got to an end and an O? Dan Bongino. It may make you feel good. Tonight at 11 on Supertalk Mississippi. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, CCR, bumping us into this segment. Thanks to Rhino. Our producer in the booth there, spinning the tunes on this. Friday, y'all. You got it. So, all right, uh, lots of folks uh, from the first segment. We are talking about the Buckies coming to Harrison County. And let's see. Uh, southeast corner at Ming I hope I said that right M-E-N-G-E Avenue Ming Avenue exit lots of folks texting in appreciate that Donald and Kokomo uh, someone on the 228 C Spire text line Mike and Gulfport appreciate that folks uh, you guys are I'm a little jealous you got a buc if we could only get a Publix you ever been at a Publix grocery store? oh yeah those are awesome aren't they? they got everything they're just awesome Awesome. Back in the old days down in New Orleans, New Orleans, that's the way the New Orleans natives say it, my dad being one of them, New Orleans. Uh, you remember the Schwegmans. You're too young to remember that.
4: Yeah, that was before my time.
5: S C H W E G M A N, apostrophe. Schwegmans. Schwegmans. And they were, this, they were way ahead of their time. They're giant grocery stores, but like a Walmart, had everything. I mean, groceries was their main product, but you can buy furniture, for example, and sporting goods, stuff like that. Gigantic, the Schweigmans. And, well, were they ever popular with the Nyoyoyans and people? So, really cool. Uh, so, we got a Bucky's coming. Uh, and, yeah, someone on the 228 says, I'd rather it be a Publix. Publix, what do they do? It's, it's just they're cool, aren't they? Service is great, quality. Top notch. And they're they're all clean. They're all the same. I mean they're just nice places. And hats off to them. They built a grace great uh grocery store. Amanda from Pike County says, Rouse's is really good. I agree. I agree. David says, No, not not Wegmans, David. Schwegman's. Schwegman's. Look it up. Not what but there I think there was a Wegman's. Canal Villery. Yeah, that was good too. Agree uh yeah there's a rouses in new orleans that's on the 662 oh david see i meant okay got you man huh they have some awesome barbecue brisket and jerky that from brian and madison up thanks brian now i'm hungry so uh location is in uh, it's past christian all right got you that on the 601 c spire text anyhow appreciate uh David says, "Blame Siri." <laughs> gotcha, my man. No problem there. Uh, Every Bucky's was overcrowded and took forever to get in and out. Yeah, that's uh, I guess that's an issue for the consumers, but not a problem for uh, the company. Uh, but that's why they're building more, right? I guess. Uh, oh, Mang product minge, Men, okay, pronunciation is like hinge. That's Cedric from Dido. All right, so Minge. My wife's from Biloxi, and I'm not sure why I wasn't familiar with the street there.
4: But... uh We are in the Magnolia State. There are some interesting pronunciations <laughs> for different towns and communities and villages, and sometimes it depends on where you are in the state
5: as to what you call it. Yeah, but that makes it cool. That's why it's oh, such yeah. a great state, because we have that that's sort of flair and color. Didn't Rouse's buy out Schwegmans? That's from Randy. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it. Maybe so. Of course, the I'm really going to spark a controversial topic here. The thing you always knew about the Schwegmans that you were in New Orleans and Louisiana is, they're like row, I should say aisle, aisle after aisle of wine and liquor in the grocery store right next to the pot roast, <laughs> In the lawn chairs, as it was in the Schweigmans. Oh, geez. I live on the exit and not looking forward to the
21: traffic.
5: That from a listener down in the 228 area code on the C Spire text line. Yeah, I hear you, my man. Jeff in Forest County. Rouses was great. I stopped going there after the owners went to the insurrection. Really? On January 6th? I didn't know that. Interesting. Did not know that. Remember A&P? Yeah, the great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company. I think that was based in New Orleans, wasn't it? Love those. I did, too. Grew up in those when I was a kid. So, wow, we are really vegging out here this morning, aren't we? <laughs> I'm talking about grocery stores and convenience stores, but sometimes you got to take a little break from all the craziness.
4: There was the retired CEO and co-owner of Rouse's Markets. Okay. It was at the Stop the Steal rally. Okay.
5: Well, well, all right. We'll do wonders, Tom and Carthage says, for the billboard industry in South Mississippi. Uh, I, you're probably right. You're talking about the buc I guess, right, Tom? Yeah, I suspect so. Uh, they'll promote the heck out of that. So good. That's windfall for those in in the outdoor advertising business. The Schwagmans that was in Slidell was fantastic. That from Randy on the Seaspire text line. They all were. I agree with you, Randy. Uh, A&P, yes, they were based in New Orleans. That's from the same listener. They're fresh market now? I would think that means, I don't think they sold a fresh market. I would think that means perhaps that fresh market now occupies those buildings where the A&Ps were. I'm just guessing. I don't know that fresh market bought out A&P. Maybe so. That would be weird, though. Seems a little like a different kind of operation, my view. Different theme. I'm so old. I remember when Giant Food at Jackson Square sold chocolate covered ants. I do remember the Giant Foods at Jackson Square. I grew up over there in West Southwest Jackson. I don't remember the chocolate covered ants though. <laughs> That's from a listener on the C Spire text line. Kevin in the Metro K and B was headquartered in New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely. Cast and Bestoff drugstores. Apparently, A
4: and P filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy in twenty ten. Yep, and then filed again in twenty thirteen or twenty fifteen, somewhere around there.
5: I do remember that now. So
4: yeah, they uh, they closed down all the supermarkets. So they were not
5: bought out by a Fresh Market. Gotcha. So the other thing about the K and B, those were really cool, of course, in the familiar purple and white motif. The K and Bs everywhere across the uh, New Orleans area, and they also were, it was just unusual, something you won't see in Mississippi, had two or three aisles dedicated to liquor in the (laughs) drugstore, interesting, Andy and Jackson says, bring back the totesum, Rhino probably knows nothing about that, but I do agree with you, Andy, I remember those well, my brother actually worked at the one on Road of Remembrance, off of Capitol Street in West Jackson just as you approach uh where it turns into Clinton Boulevard over there remember them well those were really neat cool you remember they had the garage doors uh rolling doors in the front and uh th- that was the entrance essentially that was extended the entire length uh the width I guess of the building and you would <laughs> they would just roll up the doors and open for business and then they'd close them down it's Kind of neat. Totesums. Yeah. This is a little different. Y'all remember McKenzie's? I don't. I do remember Gibson Department Store, that from Keith and Vaden. I want to say that was out of Monroe, Louisiana, for some reason. They were actually, a, I think, a customer of ours back in the old days. Andy and Jackson says, yeah, the Totesum was open air. Zappardo's in New Orleans, pretty awesome, too. That from William and Brandon. I wanted to get back on this um, SB 2795 I just wanted to make sure we were clear on this Uh, that's the parole reform bill which the governor signed into law last night Uh, it says that for nonviolent crimes committed after June 30th 1995 an inmate will have to serve at least 25% or 10 years before the possibility of a parole hearing a person with a 60 year sentence we get a parole hearing after fifteen years under current law, and after ten years under the proposed change. So, it it really just provides additional tools, as we talked about with Senator Sparks, and we have uh, Senator Horan, uh on the, or is he a rep? I'm sorry on the um, on the show not too long ago. I think it's Rep. Horan. talking. I think he was one of the sponsors talking about that, and uh, so it just really extends tools to the parole to the parole board to consider parole in certain situations it doesn't automatically trigger a release we're not changing the sentencing uh, or the release dates and so forth just allowing the parole board to consider certain cases and we have to rely on them to do the right thing and that's what this really does it just expands parole eligibility for some it doesn't guarantee it and first and second degree murders are not murderers, are not eligible. That We need to really be clear about that. So those who've, who have committed the most heinous crimes, no change there. No change. I, I agree with that. It's the way it should be. So, Cream is bumping us out of this segment, Sunshine of Your Love. We'll come back, final segment, first hour, and then don't forget after the break, At the top of the hour, we've got the chairman of the Mississippi Teenage Republicans, Connor Gibson, in the studio. Stay with us. The JT Show continues.
18: This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful—from trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture, with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmers market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaways offers. Bulk- soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping, and our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
22: home and garden, that's
23: The Sheraton Flowood will be hosting a job fair. We're hiring for positions in food and beverage, housekeeping, finance, sales, engineering, and front office. The job fair will be at the Sheraton Flowood at 2200 Refuge Boulevard in Flowood on Friday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And also on Friday, April 30th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, May 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also apply online at aimbridgehospitality.com.
24: This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was up 181 to 8786. October cotton was up 191 to 86.74. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down a nickel to 1509 and a quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down four and a half to 1461 per bushel. July corn was down three and a half to 628 per bushel. September corn was down four and three quarters to 572 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, June live cattle was up 37 to 116.22. August live cattle was up 40 to 117.12. August feeders up 185 to 152. September feeders up 185 to 152.25. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 55 points, 33,871. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Well, if you ask me, there's
12: only one way to handle agribusiness insurance. It's got to be personal. You know, the way triangle insurance does it. They make a point to come visit my business and do an annual risk assessment every year. And they make sure everything's covered correctly. Yeah, an email can't see what you're going through, right? It's got to be face-to-face.
3: Triangle Insurance. We write agribusiness insurance right. To learn more, call 800-894-5020.
8: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This is the JT Show with
0: Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
5: The JT Show sticks. You're fooling yourself, baby. All right, you know this mask stuff, which I have now categorized and defined as perhaps the most politicized issue in today's society, and one that perhaps is separating us more than anything else? Well, there's a mother over there in Georgia. She's had enough. Take a listen.
25: Every month I come here and I hear the same thing. Social emotional health. If you truly mean that, you would end the mask requirement tonight. Tonight. This is not March 2020 anymore. We have three vaccines. Every adult in the state of Georgia that wants that vaccine is eligible to get it right now. And every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. And that's a blessing. But as the adults, what have we done with that blessing? We've shoved it to the side and we've said, we don't care. You're still going to wear a mask on your face every day, five and six-year-olds. You still can't play together on the playground like normal children, seven and eight-year-olds. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. My six-year-old looks at me every month before I come here and she says, are you going to tell them tonight? Tell them I don't want to wear this anymore. And I say, baby, it's not time to fight that battle yet. I try to explain that there's so many things. But it's April 15th, 2021, and it's time. Take these masks off of my child. And I know what I'm going to be met with. But Ms. Taylor, the CDC, we did not vote for people at the CDC. We did elect leaders who do create policy. We elected the five of you. We chose you to make difficult decisions for our children. We chose you to make decisions that would be in our children's best interest and forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. And this has to stop defend our children my six-year-old can't come up here and say this it has to stop take these off of our children
5: i vote for her for cdc director no give her fauci's job that's awesome i tell you folks you don't want to get between a mama and their kids And that's what this government's doing, and it's dumb. There's no science that supports this nonsense. Meantime, the CDC, they've issued some new guidance on masks. Oh, of course they have. When to wear. Anytime you are indoors or outdoors. Or outdoors. How about no? With people who don't live with you. Think about that. Two ways to have better fit and protection. The first is to wear two masks disposable mask underneath and cloth mask on top. Or combine a cloth mask with a filter or brace. Huh? (laughs) This is crazy. This is nuts.
4: You I saw the climate change Zoom call that President Biden got on earlier this week, didn't you? Yeah. Where yeah. it's every leader in yeah. all the free countries of the
5: world and some that aren't so free. And he's the only one only wearing one. a mask. Right. And again with a Charlie Brown teacher. Did you hear the echo on the Zoom call? How terrible was that? He's standing there in a room nobody else there was some photographer 15 feet away that was getting all the positions to snap photos sit standing there at the podium but
4: i'd uh, rather put a photographer in a hazmat suit and inconvenience the white house photographer for doing their <laughs> job than to have the leader
5: of the free world look like an idiot it's just unbelievable and and it's not here that I'm dismissing that there's zero I'm not suggesting there's zero value in masks i just think this is so overblown and i think it's especially with children in schools like that mother said it's ridiculous and now there's all kinds of reports of the adverse impact of children wearing masks well of course But the CDC guidance, while you're outside, where to? Unless you're with people that live in your house? That's why they had no credibility in this. That's why there's defiance rather than 100% compliance.
4: They obviously never read or had read to them when they were little the story of the boy who cried wolf.
5: (laughs) Well, we're too busy in, with indoctrination on critical race theory to actually read useful books like that, right? You know, learn stuff like math. Oh, that's way down the list. It's just unbelievable. It really is. We got some video and uh, audio, I should say, later on. When we come back, we've got Connor Gibson, Chairman of Mississippi Teenage Republicans. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super
0: Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
13: News. I'm Wu. President Biden reportedly set to roll out a plan to raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans who make their money
26: off of investments. And the White House is hoping to use this money for something it's called the American Families Plan. Now, the exact details of what's going to be in this have not been released yet or how much it's going to cost. We're told that the president's going to be laying out his vision when he goes up to the Hill next week. But to pay for the new spending, there are reports the president's going to propose multiple changes to the tax code as well as beef up the IRS enforcement unit. Although for now, the White House remains tight-lipped
21: about its plans
13: fox's mark meredith the white house has just announced a president will travel to the uk and belgium in june and republican caitlin jenner says she'll run for governor of california the olympic champ reality tv personality and transgender rights activist in a statement calling herself a proven winner america's listening to fox news
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News. Ever since the president released his $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan, Republicans have stood firm saying they don't want to see taxes raised. Senate Republicans introduced their plan Thursday. Senator Roger Wicker provides an overview.
12: With an offer that really should address what most Americans think of as infrastructure. As Senator Capito said, what is infrastructure? It's highways, bridges, it's water and wastewater, it's ports and rail, airports, and certainly we're all agreed
27: that broadband is part of it.
19: The proposal includes $568 billion in infrastructure investments over a five-year period. An increase in construction and home improvement projects during the pandemic has led to a shortage of lumber. The National Association of Home Builders says prices have risen more than 200% since last April. The cost of a new single-family home is now $24,000 more. I'm Kelly Bennett. A public hearing was held this week on Mississippi's first wind farm in Tunica County. Public Service Commissioner Brandon Presley said if approved, the wind farm will encompass 13,000 acres and could power 70,000 homes. Presley said it would also provide a $40,000 tax benefit to the county and create over 200 construction jobs. Lawmakers passed a bill this session to allow for tax breaks for the facility. It's estimated it could be operational by fall. While Jackson State isn't in it, next weekend's SWAC championship game has been moved to Mississippi's capital city.
26: Due to COVID-19-related cancellations that impacted the ability to determine the higher-ranked team, the conference opted to move the game between Alabama a and and Arkansas Pine Bluff to a neutral site, which became Veterans Memorial Stadium. The championship game is scheduled to be played on Saturday, May 1st at 2 p.m.
19: For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
5: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Indeed it is. Joining us now in the studio, the chairman of the Mississippi Teenage Republicans, Connor Gibson. Morning, Connor. How are you today? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. All right. So you're not getting in trouble for being out of school, are you? We'll find that out next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is... This is good, though. Absolutely. This is a great opportunity uh, for a youngster such as yourself to participate uh, in the journalistic process. Yes, sir. And we wanted to have you on uh, as the chairman of the Mississippi Teenage Republicans to give a teenager's perspective on the party, on politics, on stuff going on in our state and our nation. I I mean, this is something that needs to be Uh, appraised.
2: This is something that you should be doing as a youngster. Absolutely. And that's something I've been trying to encourage is just getting young people involved in uh, across every corner of this state. So I appreciate you having me on this morning. Absolutely. All right. So uh, tell us, uh, Connor, first, how large is
5: the organization, Mississippi Teenage Republicans? How many yes, members sir. you got?
2: So right now we have about 75 to 100 members. We're still building back up from uh, from COVID. That hit us uh, very hard last year. Um, but we're in conversations with roughly 20 counties um, across every corner of our great state from super-red counties like DeSoto County. Get this, Mr. George. We're talking to Jefferson Davis County, a deep blue county, yes. uh, about getting a chapter started. So, um, you know, we're building back up, and we're, you know, ready to come out. Out, uh, stronger than we have ever been. Yeah. So,
5: Connor, when you talk to teenagers, uh, high school age uh, right. folks, about getting involved in the political process, what kind of response do you get? Is there an interest there? Do they push back and say, no, nah, I'm too worried with my normal
2: sort of life as a teenager? Uh, what what do you hear absolutely so you know it, it's a mixture and i think a lot of people um especially around uh you know we see our peak in presidential years and when we have really super contentious uh elections yeah. uh the conversations that i have with with people my age they are generally interested because they realize that a lot of the issues that our elected officials uh, make on our behalf affect our everyday lives. Whether sure. it's, uh, you know, I'm a teenager, I go uh, to Oak Grove High School. Um, members of the legislature determine how many days we go to school, what tests we have to take in order to graduate, how many credits we need to have to graduate. So, uh, that, that's really where we get young people involved is once they realize that these issues directly affect us, even though we're not, uh, old enough to vote. Yeah. And that's a great point. There are things that certainly impact their lives
5: directly as a student, as a teenager. But Connor, as you know, you're not going to be a teenager forever, right? And so right. you're going to keep moving up, and there are there are decisions being made from a policy and legislative perspective today yes. that are going to affect you and all teenagers and their adult lives. And I can tell you, uh, as one that's on the other side of that, <laughs> that uh, I worry about that. I worry right. about the. We all do, as I think, as self-respecting adults, we we worry about the future for our future generations teenagers right. and their offspring and so forth it's something that frankly keeps me up and night. how do we get them to care more about that
2: absolutely well we have to um you know reach them at their level we need to you know uh, come down and discuss it on these levels. And like I said, talk about the issues that directly affect them now. Yeah, um, You know, I just got my driver's license in October. Okay. I'm 16 years old. And one thing that we've noticed since uh, the Biden administration took over in January is the sharp increase in, in uh, our gas cost Yeah. and things like that that affect young people Directly, even yeah. though they may not realize that it's directly affected through uh, the decisions our policymakers make, um, you know that that's how we get them. Um, Absolutely, and we also reach out to them on social media. We're active on on Facebook and Instagram. I believe we're even getting a a Twitter account here soon. So it's just about marketing it, uh, you know, to the teenagers level.
5: Let me ask you this. Is there a Teenage Democrat Association or an organization in the state? Do you know?
2: I'm not sure if they are. I don't believe they're active right now. I know at one point they were. When I first uh, came in the Teenage Republicans in 2018, there was. um, I think it's fizzled out, um, which is good news for us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So
5: right now, let's turn our attention to politics a little bit. Certainly at the federal level, we've got an all-Democrat government, if you will, with control of the House, the Senate. And the White House, and it just looks like they're they're moving with deliberate speed to try to ram through uh, the wish list, the liberal wish list. It's right. just every day, it's it's something new. It's DC statehood. It's the Green New Deal. Yesterday, late in the day. The president uh, disclosed that he intends to introduce legislation and will at least speak about it next week when he addresses the nation about raising capital gains taxes. Right. And the thing that bothers me as a taxpayer is he he doesn't really talk about it so much in the context of well we need to raise this revenue. Uh, for for certain initiatives or for certain programs, but it's to combat income inequality. Right, It just seems like that we're constantly obsessed with taking those who excel in society and just driving them down to some normal, I mean, if you will, of mediocrity.
2: Absolutely, and I've been seeing all your Facebook posts this week about the capital gains tax. I know that's something you feel very passionately about, and I agree with you. Um, And one thing in uh in particular is now that uh since covid uh, yeah. began last March, you know we've been seeing the rise in unemployment checks going out, yep. and I know you had Robert and St. John on uh, yesterday talking about that you know we're incentivizing people to not work. to not work exactly. We have people who maybe previously made four hundred dollars a week um working at a restaurant who are now making, you know, three hundred dollars just sitting on their couch at home. Yeah. And so we need to incentivize people, you know, getting out to work and I think part of that is is decreasing taxes, is lowering taxes. Because yep. um, we are conservatives and we believe in, in smaller government and, and lower taxes.
5: Yeah. So I think the conservative mantra and philosophy would be that the minimum amount of taxes should be raised to fund the constitutionally appropriate functions of government. Wow, have we ever drifted away (laughs) from that. No joke. Well, uh, so, again, that's something – you know, how do we get teenagers concerned about capital gains taxes? And and first of all, I know you read my stuff, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you digging into that and trying to understand that, what that means, because – a, a lot of people, certainly the left, says, "Well, that only affects the people that have capital gains that are affected by that, and they just don't seem to appreciate that any kind of sweeping economic tax legislation like that
2: truly does trickle down, even though they disagree with that, and impact everybody, right. including teenagers." Absolutely, I'm getting to the point in, in my life now where I got you know friends who are who are now starting to work part time jobs just to make. Um, you know, a little extra money. And yeah. what they're noticing when they get their first paycheck is, wow, a lot of it goes to the government. <laughs> and that's how you get them to care about it, because at some point Good or another, point. you're, you're going to start getting into the workforce. You're going to start, you know, getting a job. Paying taxes. Paying taxes. Exactly. And that's that's where we we really get them at. That's a good point. So when you get that paycheck and you see, what is all this stuff they're
5: taking (laughs) out of my check? and Here's the gross pay and the net pay. What the heck happened in between to that? That kind of shocks them into the reality. It does. Uh, uh, So you can only imagine what happens as you scale it. Because everybody wants to keep, hopefully, working uh, their way up the income ladder. And as you earn more, you find, well, I'm just paying more in taxes. Exactly. And, and, And the left tells us, well, that's just your Obligation so we can use your money to make investments. So now right. the president and his press secretary yesterday referred to this additional revenue from capital gains taxes is being needed to make investments in child care. Well, so now the government's responsible for taking care of
2: everybody's children. Apparently, yes, sir. That's that's very disappointing.
5: So the concept of Individual responsibility and individualism, are
2: these concepts you support? Well, I believe, uh, as a conservative, that you know each person is responsible for themselves. That we believe in in personal responsibility, um, and so I don't believe in the fact that you know the government is everybody's babysitter. Yeah. So,
5: absolutely, I do not agree with that. Good, because it seems like we're moving in that direction. Hard. It's it's child care. It's it's family leave. It's child tax credits. Right. It's free education. It's free health care. It's. I mean, it's. There's no incentive. Yeah, exactly. So the government is your keeper from cradle to grave and and from that they receive and derive power and often money. They've made an industry (laughs) out of that. Oh yeah. We gotta we gotta make that point to young people so that they get uh, how flawed that philosophy is, and and what the, the the negative consequences of such philosophy.
2: Absolutely, and that's something we're we're preparing to do. You know, when we've been you know rebuilding back up our organization from COVID, yeah. where we're talking about you know how do we market to young people, and that's one thing that we've seen it is a very important issue among young people. Right. Um. And so we're definitely going to be spending the next year. Um. Me and my team. Um. You know working hard to 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 send that message all across the state to young people
5: now we got midterms coming up and uh, 22, of course. And so will your organization get involved in that?
2: Absolutely. Well, we have the municipal elections coming up in June, and so we're getting our our organizations involved in those. I believe primary runoffs are this upcoming Tuesday. Um, But the midterms are going to be uh, very interesting, and I know that we are going to get super involved in those, re-electing all our great Republican congressmen. I actually get to vote next year. One thing I want to point out is that 17-year-olds in Mississippi, if they turn 18 on or before the day of the general election, they can Voting party primaries. So I actually get to vote uh, next June. I'll get to register in January to do so, and I'm in the fourth district, so that'll be interesting.
5: We got a break right here. Can you hang with us? Absolutely. We'll talk to you some more. We've got uh, Connor Gibson. He's the chairman of the Mississippi Teenage Republicans. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
26: grass growing season is in full swing and Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt is your one-stop outdoor equipment shop. Hartley has teamed up with Skag Lawnmowers to offer you the best deals of the year during their annual Skag Open House event. This sale will run Monday, April 19th through Saturday, April 24th. All week long, Hartley will have huge discounts on all Skag walk-behinds, stand-ons, and zero-turn mowers. Hartley has the perfect Skag Lawnmower for the small residential yard or large estate owner. Commercial grass cutters will also receive additional discounts on any purchases during this week long sale on top of all these savings all skag mowers are eligible for zero percent financing with no money down as well as mow now pay later financing options each purchase will come with a free first service and free delivery stop by hartley equipment in gluckstadt april 19th through the 24th and see for yourself why skag mowers are simply the best
16: this is owner cameron hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn equipment needs shop
3: smartly shop Hartley. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Acoustic Wave Treatment Center offers an affordable non-surgical solution through Acoustic Wave Therapy. The beneficial effects of Acoustic Wave Therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Call today to schedule your appointment. 601-944-5585
15: or go to AcousticWaveMS.com
21: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Once again, our Second Amendment rights are under attack by a group of Washington politicians. Right now, we have a large selection of ARs and other popular self-defense firearms in stock. We also have a good supply of ammunition at the best prices in the area. Finally, many of you have asked me if my wife Jane had a problem with me talking about her on our commercials. She much liked them because the other day she complimented me. She said I had the perfect face for radio. I hope to see you soon at the range.
12: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. The JT Show with Gerard
0: Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. You
10: shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. You must as a man insane. You broke my wings,
16: but what thread thrill! Goodness, Regis is quitting balls of fire. I let that you love. Know.
5: Mississippi's own uh, Jerry Lee Lewis bumping us into this segment. I can still see the video of him. He didn't really play the piano; he like danced on the piano.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, y'all play some good music on That's here. That's right,
5: oh my man, he is. Uh, he spins the good tunes around here. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. So uh, wanted to share with our our um, audience. Some comments coming in on the C Spire text line. This is from David. He says, impressive. What a, a voice of wisdom at only 16. Keith Invaden says, that young man sounds pretty sharp. When I was 16, all I was thinking about was girls. Loud, <laughs> <laughs> loud. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm Mike and Gulfport, I'm so impressed with this young man's ability. Sharp young man on many fronts. Where does he attend school? Oak Grove. The Warriors, home of the yes, Warriors sir. down there, Brett Favre of country and so forth, black and gold. Black and gold, two thousand
2: twenty six A state football champions. Hopefully it. we can do the same for baseball this year. Pretty dang
5: good in baseball. I remember having some epic battles with uh, Oak Grove back in when my son was playing at uh, played his senior year at Brandon High School and and played the summer uh, tournament. Uh, competitive baseball against a, a great Oak Grove team. So, oh, yes, all, sir. Always lots of fun. All right, so we were just talking about uh, things going on up there in Washington, and it just seems like they're dumping legislation on us at uh, warp speed. And uh, climate change, higher taxes, infrastructure, of course that's everything and anything right, now. Right, Uh and, and yesterday the president said his top, issue with respect to foreign policy is climate change. So he completely bought into that, and it just seems like that he is being – he was kind of billed as a moderate, but since he's taken office, somebody has pulled him far to the left because his his policy positions, his actions thus far, what he is now promoting in the way of legislation, fully on board with making D.C. a state – right? And by the way, if you oppose that, you're a racist. You, you know, if you oppose it on the basis of constitutional grounds and, and, and other practical uh, aspects, well, you can't do that. And right. so it's a shame that our, our country has devolved to the point where everything is filtered by, uh, by that and, and framed by that. What's it like as a teenager, Connor? Because from my vantage point, having lived in Mississippi all but six years of uh, my life, born and right. raised here, um, I, I see a great deal of racial harmony in our state. I just don't see the conflict that uh, the left
2: wants us to believe exists. What's it like at the high school level? Absolutely. Well, I have. I'm born and raised in Lamar County. I've gone to Oak Grove all my life, and you know we don't we don't talk about it. You know, I have friends on all. On all sides of the political spectrum, from the the sure. far right to the far left, um, of all different races, of all different creeds, and we don't see that. You know, yeah. when we go to school, we go to. I guess I'm required to say first and foremost, learn, um, but to, to hang out and to see each other and enjoy everyone's company, no, there, there is, you know, there is, you know, harmony between us, and we get along just fine. Yeah, and so one of my friends just texted, listening from
5: down on the coast, says, quote me, we need a heck of a lot more Connor Gibbons with two <laughs> American flags, so, and, and it's true, if if, if we lose the, the young talent and the young resources in our country, we lose the country, Absolutely. We, it's it's as Ronald Reagan said uh, famously, that you don't pass on this idea of freedom and free markets and individual liberty. It's not passed down through the bloodstream. It's right. gotta be it's gotta be fought for and it's gotta exactly. be protected. And we've got to engender and educate the uh rising generations to jump on board with that. And I think what you do and and being willing to speak up about that and to espouse your positions is critical to that. Right. We need to get more people on board.
2: Absolutely. And if you talk to most people, you know, regardless of race, regardless of what grade they're in, you know, they're generally pretty conservative when you, when you look at the two-party platforms and compare and contrast them. You know, they say, well, you know, I don't want more of my, my hard-earned dollars going towards the government. I don't want... Uh, them to control more of my life. So they're actually generally conservative. It's about making sure, you know, they register to vote, they get out and vote, and most importantly, they vote Republican. And that's yeah. something we're working really hard to make sure that that we see come to fruition for another generation. Yeah. So so what do you think about the state of the Republican Party on a national
5: landscape right now? What do you think about that?
2: Right. Well, obviously, you know, we're, we're working out the kinks just because, you know, we lost the uh, the Senate this past year and uh, the, the presidency. And, you know, we have a lot of hard work to do. Um, we have the map is stacked against us in 22 in regards to the Senate. Um, but I think that if we reach out to to people who we've lost over the past few years, um, you know, suburban women, uh, minorities, um, that, w- that we will do all right. That we will, you know, build back up and hopefully regain our majority. And one thing we have to do – and this is something that teenage Republicans from across the, the nation have talked about – is we have to, you know, have quality control of our candidates. Um, we cannot support – QAnon, we cannot support radical conspiracy theories. Um, a couple months ago, I teamed up with several state chairs and vice chairs, uh, across the nation and teenage Republicans to, uh, denounce QAnon that got a lot of publicity. Jeb Bush retweeted it. Um, Jake Tapper from CNN. May not agree with his politics, but he retweeted. Got a lot of good publicity for that. And I believe that's one thing that's going to be very important going into the midterms is making sure that, you know, we don't endorse the rhetoric of Marjorie Taylor Greene and other uh, QAnon supporters and 9 11 truthers. Mm -hmm. Well, it it just seems like that it's pretty hard to cast.
5: A uh, a wide tent, if you will, right. When when you kind of get maybe too far off into the weeds from a radical perspective, and and I think that's a good point. We've got to have candidates that can win, and win by espousing and supporting and promoting good conservative policy. Uh, I I worry about the fact that within our educational institutions, it just seems like most of the messaging is left leaning, right, and that young folks don't. Are not really exposed to other viewpoints, absolutely, uh, and, and so they t- they tend to kind of fall into those camps without really understanding other points of view and the virtues of free markets and limited uh, scope government. We've got to deliver that message better. We've got to do a better job of selling freedom, is what absolutely. I like. Absolutely,
2: and you're you're not wrong, uh, Gerard. We we do have a problem when it comes to public education and you know promoting uh conservative policies and ideals um when i started my teenage republicans club uh we had to do it out of school because they wouldn't even accept our charter Unbelievable. um and that's we only have uh one club that is active within a school that's down in jones county hmm. i'm very proud of all their hard work um and we're working i've been talking to several members of uh, the uh state legislature i about you know putting forth legislation to defend the rights of political organizations on campus um in all all corners of our state. Yeah. I mean it's consistent with the first amendment.
5: It's, Absolutely. It's crazy that institutions that should be bastions and the greatest promoters of free speech and diverse thought are the very ones that are squashing it. Absolutely. You're you're you know that's spot on. It, it, it just doesn't make any sense, and so it's it's not, it's inconsistent with our foundational principles. And it and it doesn't mean that you know you're ostracized if you don't fall into a certain camp. It just means at least while you're developing your viewpoints, you're developing your philosophy right. um, as a as a person. You need to see all the options. Right. It it just
2: seems like it's one set of options. Public schools and public universities used to be, you know, the headquarters of free thought and, uh, you know, movements uh, similar to that. Yeah. And now they're, you know, discouraging it where we can't have political organizations on school. We don't even talk about civics anymore. And it sends the wrong message to our young people that, look, you should not register to vote. You should just, you know, you know. Move it under the rug and you know not hurt anybody's feelings. Well, and I don't think that's right, and it's doing an it injustice to young people. Well, if your if your message truly resonates and persuades people
5: to adopt and align with your viewpoints, what are you afraid of competition for?
2: Exactly that that's the exact same point I'm making.
5: I mean, you could just you should be able to win outright
2: right. on, on the merits yep. of your viewpoints and your philosophy. Exactly. Evidently you don't think you can. No, they're they're <laughs> squandering any opposition to uh, to what they believe and, and that's their strategy. And hopefully, as I said, I hope we can get some legislation uh moved through uh, the State House and Senate next year that will combat that.
5: And somebody said uh, I'm looking for it here that uh, young person gets their first check and they look at uh, the amount that's coming out on FICA and they want to know who's FICA, why they got all (laughs) all my money. It's just unbelievable. But again, Uh, We need folks like you, Connor, that, that can help spread that message of freedom and liberty and free markets and limited government and the principles that we as conservatives stand for. And it just seems like we're not getting out there enough doing that, and we're not really selling those concepts well enough.
2: Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. And that's what, you know, we're looking to combat with teenage Republicans is to put our message out there to promote conservative values across the state um, from the Gulf Coast to the Tennessee line. And um, over that's the great. next year, you're going to see, you know, a lot of work done and uh, a lot of progress being made. Well, I applaud and
5: appreciate you. You are, in fact, an, an impressive young man. I'm, I'm glad we got you on our side. I look forward to talking to you again, and I appreciate you coming in today, Connor. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. You got it. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back The JT. Show continues. The phone lines will be open 888 808 8637.
29: Stay with us. Nero Brown.
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 73. Some heavy rain likely tonight, low around 59. Your Saturday, a 40% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 77. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
17: Spring cleanup can be easy,
12: fun, and affordable with the all star John Deere compact tractor package from Mississippi, Arkansas AG. The John Deere 3025E tractor, plus loader, box plate, rotary cutter, and a trailer, will keep you ahead of the game at just $291 per month with 0% financing for 72 months. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or
17: agup.com for more information. Online support 302021, some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
23: The Sheraton Flowood will be hosting a job fair. We're hiring for positions in food and beverage, housekeeping, finance, sales, engineering, and front office. The job fair will be at the Sheraton Flowood at 2200 Refuge Boulevard in Flowwood on Friday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and also on Friday, April 30th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, May 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also apply online at aimbridgehospitality.com we
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Ever since the president released his $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan, Republicans have stood firm saying they don't want to see taxes raised. Senate Republicans introduced their plan Thursday. Senator Roger Wicker provides an overview.
12: With an offer that really should address what most Americans think of as infrastructure. As Senator Capito said, what is infrastructure? It's highways, bridges, it's water and wastewater, it's port and rail airports and certainly we're all
5: agreed that broadband is part of it
19: the proposal includes 568 billion in infrastructure investments over a five-year period an increase in construction and home improvement projects during the pandemic has led to a shortage of lumber the national association of home builders says prices have risen more than 200 percent since last april the cost of a new single family home is now $24,000 more i'm kelly bennett Visit Ridgeland presents the Art Wine and Wheels
3: weekend April 30th through May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival Natchez Trace Century Ride and a Friday night April 30th kickoff party Visit ArtWineAndWheels.com Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook Hashtag Responsibly.
20: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch and this is National Crime Victims' Rights Week Last year my office served over 2,200 crime victims If you've been the victim of a crime we can help you Visit AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com.
8: Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. Slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call C Spire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com.
5: back, everyone. The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi foreigner. Or as Rebecca says, the foreigner. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So that was a great interview. Really appreciate uh, Connor Gibson coming in, the chairman of the Mississippi Teenage Republicans. Lots of great questions. Texts of praise coming in from the C Spire text line. By the way, it was Rusty from Greenville that says, Who's FICA and who said he could have all my money? That's a good one there. Uh, Mike and Gulfbart, I'm so, oh yeah, we already got him there. I'm so impressed with this young man's abilities. Uh, let's see, there was something else that came in. Here we go. What's the age requirement for running for president? I think Connor Gibson would be a great presidential candidate for the Republican Party and a great future president of our country. Here, here. There you go. Got his head on right. We need more of that. Look, we need to get more teenage folks interested in the political process. So much wacky stuff is going on that's going to impact them much more than it is those of us that are a little older. We've got to get them involved. we got to get them to lash out against this indoctrination. We've got to change the environments on college campuses and now in the K-12 through environment to have multiple points of view. That's what separates this country from the rest of the world but the democrats are hell bent on one point of view it's to the point where you are ostracized almost ostracized in the country as an american citizen if you don't submit to their point of view but but they always say well, it's in the name of fairness and democracy that's not democratic that's fascist Speaking of fascists, this whole climate situation is nothing but a big dang con. I'm just going to say it. Now, here's a young person from Mexico. She labels herself as a climate activist. I don't even know what the hell that is. What's a climate activist? Do you go out there and say, hey, change climate? What, what is that? You go waste a bunch of time and money and emit a carbon footprint to protest the climate, right? That's what a climate activist is. Like John Kerry jetting around and Leonard DiCaprio and all the other rich, pompous liberals that run around and Al Gore and their private jets living in their 30-bathroom mansions and so forth. Those are climate activists. They care more than you do but here's one from Mexico listen to what she says
30: my name is Chia Bastida I'm a climate justice activist born and raised in Mexico the climate crisis is the result of those perpetuating and upholding the the harmful systems of colonialism oppression capitalism and market-oriented greenwash solutions solutions must be aligned with the fact that climate justice is social justice but most importantly All of these solutions must be implemented with the voices of frontline black, brown, and indigenous communities as leaders and decision-makers.
5: Can somebody tell me... I'm going to ask you folks. You know, I'm a simple man. Just, you know, average guy, raised in West Jackson. What the heck is colonialism? What does this have to do with the climate? What, What are they define as colonialism i keep hearing that it's a it's a trigger word what the heck is that
4: i don't think they fully understand it because the colonial period of modern history pretty much ended at world war one
5: well that's what i thought i mean are we uh, correct me if i'm wrong are we out trying to colonize other nations
4: Mm, not in the colonial sense no
5: I mean, is there manifest destiny still going on, imperialism and the like? I thought that's what... I don't even know the difference between colonialism and imperialism.
4: I think colonialism is more tied to the foundation of the U.S. the way they're using it. Well, that's 207 years ago. Yeah, they're trying to say that the foundation of the United
5: States was racism. You mean because... Some folks got on a ship and said, I'm tired of you, King. Is is that what they're talking about? Pretty much. Huh?
4: Exactly. It's circular
5: logic. I can't process that one. I cannot make that compute. Why even, why does that even come up in a discussion about the climate? I, I mean, like, help me connect colonialism with CO2. And then it's. Capitalism, right? That's what. That's the other thing she rails on. It's capitalism. I'm so sick of hearing that the bane of our existence, that the root cause of every human problem is the only thing that has enabled us to survive, frankly, and exist. And that's free market capitalism, from whence innovation and invention and solutions come. Why don't why don't they get that what I just I can't comprehend it honestly but when I saw that and she says and she's I, I'm just looking at her I, I'm gonna guess 1718 maybe maybe the harmful systems of colonialism oppression and capitalism hey sweetie go talk to China about oppression. Not the United States. We're the least oppressive nation on the planet. Let's just be honest about it. We are. This ridiculous. I'm so sick of that. We've got to dismantle capitalism. And guess what? All of this stuff that Joe Biden and the Democrats are proposing to spend money on to solve the climate change problem. Guess who creates that? What creates that? What economic system produces that, invents it? Capitalism. And honestly, I would argue the primary reason it's even being produced is because the government says they're going to spend a lot of money on it. And people are looking to make a buck. I don't blame them. Hey, you want to buy a 500,000 charging station? Somebody will figure out a way to build them. You're creating Demand. I would argue it's false demand. It's fabricated demand. It's not really demand out of need. Now, we've got another piece of sound. I think we can get to it. It's pretty short before we go to the break. Rhino, if not, we'll continue it when we come back. This is Senator Kennedy. You got that one? Questioning the director, I think is the director of the EPA,
29: Well, I think there's a focus on the American Jobs Plan and the president's climate goals.
10: Yes, sir. but how much is it going to lower world temperatures? That's the purpose of it.
29: I think when we look at the climate summit and the targets, And a big
10: purpose of the infrastructure bill is to lower world temperatures. I mean, that's what global, global warming climate change is. So my question is simple. What does your modeling show? How much will this lower world temperatures?
29: I think the science shows that uh, we collectively have to pursue a target uh, to lower. I understand the target. But
10: what I'm trying, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I understand the target. The target is one degree centigrade. I get that part. How much will this bill lower world temperatures?
29: I think the answer to that is dependent upon, in concert with how much this bill plus other actions outside of the bill.
10: In terms of how much this bill will lower world temperatures or slow the progression of CO2
29: emissions. I don't think the modeling speaks specifically to what this bill in isolation will do. I think the modeling shows the targets that we have to look forward to, and so in addition to this bill. For instance, there are statutory well, authorities and other powers. Well, but how?
10: why are we doing this if well, we don't understand, haven't done modeling to show how much it's going to lower world temperature or uh, lower the progression of CO2 emissions and methane?
5: Stew on that over the break there, folks. We'll be right back. Just unbelievable. Stay with us. The JT Show continues.
22: the fire with me.
12: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstown or online at bennelson.com.
24: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. With President Joe Biden pledging Thursday to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions in half by the end of the decade, roles continue to be carved out for biofuels, landowners, foresters, and farmers along several parallel paths. The biofuel groups are feeling better after seeing the president's plan mention a very low-carbon, new-generation, renewable fuels to help achieve rapid emissions reductions in both the auto fleet and aviation. USDA also announced $18.4 million for 20 states to increase sales of higher biofuel blend volumes. The Senate Agricultural Committee also quickly advanced on a voice vote the Growing Climate Solutions Act. Which gave a boost to the possibility of paying more farmers for climate smart practices. I'm Dixon Williams, and this it's a Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
9: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April twenty fourth, starring the Almond Bets Band with G Love and Special Sauce.
22: This my baby.
9: Taz Meter Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
13: to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
22: I'm back.
0: I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: You're doing, cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to, I look funny. But, yo, I'm making money, see. So, yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I drink a all of Hennessy you got in your shelf, so just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the auntie. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to pump thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to pump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all.
5: Who requested that? Somebody did.
4: It's, it's actually, it's in honor of his memory, Shock G, the front man of Vigilant underground,
5: passed away today at the uh, age of 57. Okay. Didn't know that. On the ceasefire text line from the 662, compared to other countries, we have an age requirement on being president. Do other countries? Maybe we need to get rid of that. <laughs> I hear you. Connor, there you go. Uh, Thomas and Greenwood said, so she's the Mexican Greta? Oh, have no fear, Thomas. We got some Greta for you.
30: I know I'm not the one who's supposed to ask questions here, but there is something I really do wonder. How long do you honestly believe that people in power like you will get away with it? How long do you think you can continue to ignore the climate crisis, the global aspect of equity and historic emissions without being held accountable? You get away with it now. But sooner or later, people are going to realize what you have been doing all this time. That's inevitable. You still have time to do the right thing and to save your legacies, but that window of time is not going to last for long. What happens then? We the young people are the ones who are going to write about you in the history books. We are the ones who get to decide how you will be remembered. So my advice for you is to choose wisely.
5: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rado, <Rhinos. laughs> or what? <laughs> I just—can you just believe that that she's from Sweden, right? I believe so. Yeah, you could say her name better than I can with a Swedish—a Turnberg,
4: <laughs> Greta Tunberg.
5: <laughs> the, and folks, right? I may have to share that. You can't believe the look on her face, well Maybe you can,
4: but it's that, the same look she gives everybody. It's <laughs> so Bewilderment, right, confusion, and anger all mixed together. How many cats
5: is she gonna have? <laughs> About forty-two. <laughs> and she's gonna be the subject uh, of an episode of Hoarders one day. Is what I predict. Don't take that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. choose wisely uh, uh, what did you say about the countries that f- frankly uh, oh, yeah,
4: they love to badmouth America <laughs> but I'm pretty sure even Trump listened to what she had to say he just didn't agree with it I'm, I guarantee you President Biden has listened to her but there are a lot of leaders of, of countries around the world that don't have the same rights for women that we do and I bet they just watch her and laugh uh, they uh, Exactly, they got
5: to be rolling their eyes And they're
4: also usually the same countries that are polluting a heck of a lot more than we are No
5: question She's guiding Biden and the Democrats on policy you got to believe it Greta said so, let's do it But yes, I wanted to get back to Michael Reagan, I think, was the person that Senator John Kennedy was interviewing Correct, he couldn't answer the question Well, certainly you've modeled this right You know, before we give you this ten trillion dollars, you figured out what we can expect for our money. Oh no, we hadn't really done that. What? What? I can see me going in front of the investment community and saying, "I got a proposition for you. I just need a few hundred million bucks." Well, what do I get for it? Oh, I don't know yet. Huh? That's incredible. This guy doesn't know because his boss doesn't know. Nobody pushing this agenda knows, but yet we got to do it. And now, folks, the latest, the the latest buzzword, climate anxiety. The climate anxiety. People are rolling around in bed at night. They're not stressed out about things like oh, paying their bills. Nah, they're not worried about that. Health issues, stuff like that. Problems in the home, drug abuse, I don't know. Go down the list of the normal things that we all deal with. It's part of our lives. No. Climate change. That's front and center, isn't it? Don't you guys talk about it every night?
4: It's either climate change or white supremacy.
5: Ah, yeah, could be. And And it's probably both. Probably both. Because they're inextricably
4: linked. Oh, yeah, white supremacy leads to climate change, obviously. Well, it's colonialism.
5: You colonialist... (laughs) Ha! <laughs> unbelievable. Just unbelievable. See, it's easy to, to divide the pie once the pie's been baked. It would have never gotten baked. You follow what I'm saying here, folks? Under these policies, there would be no pie, no wealth to redistribute. It's easy once you've created it. Well, let's just redistribute Now, you give some to him, some to her, some to them. It doesn't ever get created under their system. Just don't get it. Unbelievable. We got it easy, as the Eagles say. We got a break right here. The news is coming your way. and We'll come back with more talk. And don't forget, Steve Azar joins us at 1237.
13: news. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden will make his first overseas trip since taking office this June, heading to the UK for a G7 summit and Belgium. Meanwhile, reports say the administration plans to raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans for the American Families Plan. The president's calculation is that um, there's a need to modernize our infrastructure. There's a need to invest in uh, child care. There's a need to invest in early childhood education. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Some Democratic lawmakers are calling for universal child care as part of the package. Costco warning customers about several online scams targeting them. Some offering freebies, gift cards, and cash for answering a survey. Another claims to be part of a Costco COVID relief package. Costco is warning customers not to give out private information or click on links. Fox's Cheryl Cassoni, America's listening to Fox News.
23: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540. 8540 or on the web. MajesticMetalsINC.com.
7: Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's been a drop in demand for the COVID vaccine in some parts of the country. In Mississippi, state health officials have asked the federal government to send vaccines in smaller packaging so that it's not going to waste. Governor Tate Reeves thinks pausing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was a mistake.
21: There have been uh, six incidences uh, out of over 7 million shots. All six of those incidences that they are referring to may have been caused uh, by uh, other medicines that, that these individuals were taking.
19: He says Mississippi did almost 29,000 shots the day before they took it off the
21: market, but those numbers have dwindled. If someone was on the fence, they all fell off the fence and they fell, fell the wrong way.
19: 212 new cases of COVID are being reported today with two additional deaths. While the seven-day average of new cases has dipped, overall hospitalizations are above 200 for the first time since the end of March. Mississippi restaurateur Robert St. John wants Congress to take a look at a targeted approach to expanded unemployment in order to help get employees back to work.
12: Everybody's running at 100%. We need people. so. Maybe Oregon and California need unemployment payments because
31: people aren't working and they're shut down. Mississippi, you know, is open.
19: Businesses continue to report a lack of willing workers due to expanded benefits. It's been nearly two weeks since the SeaCore powered lift boat capsized off the coast of Louisiana. Scott Daspit's son, Dylan, is among the missing.
3: The whole vessel's been swept with
15: my divers. We found some deceased we still have six out sea,
27: so our hope is diminishing. But we gotta find our people. Please, everybody, pray for a miracle.
19: Of the 19 crew members on board, six have been rescued. Six were later found deceased. I'm Kelly Bennett.
9: Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Bets Band. Special sauce. Cooling
22: out, cool out with the
9: lady. Got Hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music. Presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nukes Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Hey, it's Richard Gross.
8: Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The moment you've all been
0: waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
5: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show is on the air. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this
4: Friday,
5: y'all. Mo says the quickest way to get young people involved in politics is through education. Requiring schools to teach economics and civics would be a good start, especially when they learn the national debt will be their responsibility. Uh, and that of their children and grandchildren. I, I like it, Mose. The problem is the schools are going in the other direction, and they are, uh, generally speaking, not teaching free market co- uh, economics. And I don't know about civics. I, I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be. I only say that because if you talk to young people about just basic tenets of our system of government, they don't seem to know it. Don't understand the concepts and the precepts, and so that that is uh, disturbing. With respect to economics, I'm not sure how many schools actually have anyone on staff amongst the faculty that understand the principles of economics and can can truly parse and compare the uh, the benefits. And the risks and the adverse aspects, the negative aspects of the various economic systems, communism, socialism, capitalism, I don't, I don't feel like they can. I don't think that's really getting discussed. I don't think it's getting discussed enough at the higher ed level just based on what we see, uh, what we observe coming from the higher ed community. Doesn't seem like it. I think that's because most of those involved. Now, now I'm generalizing, folks. I'm not saying everybody, and I I know there are some at some institutions that you probably wouldn't think would be would have someone that uh, does in fact espouse and teach the concepts and the, and the uh, the virtues of capitalism and free markets. But there are, there absolutely are. And they exist in some cases in far left institutions, or what you would consider to be far left. But I think the data is pretty clear, though. That I think you've seen it, Rhino. You, you, if you do some surveys of faculty in administration across the higher ed landscape, it's ninety five percent to the left. Certainly in terms of their uh, their financing of campaigns and their contribution and donations to candidates, it's way skewed to the left. Not even close. So there's no balance. And that's the problem. We're not exposing young minds to different viewpoints. That's what an education should be all about. It should be discussed. And there are countless examples of conservative speakers going to campus and being shouted down, shut down. Dinesh D'Souza is one. Ben Shapiro has experienced it. Uh, Heather McDonald, gosh, in her book, she's got chapters discussing her experience on college campuses where she's been essentially escorted off the property. We don't want to hear your point of view. We got all we need. We don't want these students to get exposed to that. I remember as a kid how it, it's a lot harder now, but how communist Russia, the Soviet Union, did everything they could to keep their people, and to a great extent happening in China and certainly North Korea right now, to keep their people from being exposed to Western civilization and religion and God and capitalism. Oh, pay no attention to the lifestyle those people over there in that that dirty, evil Western country live and enjoy. It's a little harder now. To conceal it with uh, our electronic and digital world. But it's still, they work pretty hard at it, the great firewall as they have in China to essentially prohibit much of the content that comes from the West. But they certainly did back in the 60s and the 50s in the Soviet Union, Cuba, North Korea, still doing it there. They just don't know any different. And that's, unfortunately, Isn't that what's happening in our institutions? This is the point of view, and this is all you need. Now shut up and suck it up and just do it. Live it. Accept it. That's terrible. So I don't know how to get that back in. I would be happy. I'm telling you right now, I'd be happy to go into some of the schools and have this discussion. I'd be happy to go in and talk about it's my personal experience and contrast that and how the system that we have in this country allowed allows folks like me who had nothing to start a business, work, take risk, do the right thing, treat people right, and get rewarded for it. That's the way it works. Without a bunch of government junk. Let's do it. I'm all for it. Timmy McGee says, why in the hell doesn't she tell her illegal people to stay on their climate? Talking about the Mexican climate activists. I hear you.
4: I wonder if we could gain any ground with young people by simply telling them the story of Boris Yeltsin's visit to a Texas grocery store in
5: 1989.
4: Yeah. Where it pretty much cemented his growing distrust of the communist system because he's walking around a grocery store, just an everyday average grocery store, in Texas, in the late 80s, and had a breakdown in the frozen foods aisle because of all the
5: choices of frozen pops. Choices in abundance. Right. Yeah. Remember, it was Bernie Sanders that said something about that? Why do we need so many, what, like soap powder or something like that? Who the hell are you to decide? You're not the dictator of products.
4: But he did honeymoon in Russia.
5: And that guy's a U.S. senator and is integral in policymaking. Never met a tax he didn't like. Never met a government program that he thought was a waste or a ruse. That's ridiculous. But this idea now of Joe Biden advancing the prospect of increasing capital gains taxes, now, grant you, it's only on people who make more than a million dollars. But make no mistake, in that year... Folks with lesser incomes, by the way, that's expected to hit about a million households. But if you don't think that that affects everybody, they start making their investment decisions. I have personally witnessed this and participated in that. You start looking at IRRs and ROIs on making investments, and you factor in double the taxes, the cost of capital just goes through the roof the appetite for risk declines precipitously innovation invention products and services which improve the quality of life they're gone they don't happen anymore nobody's going to take that risk you're mad because people hoard their money now that's what they say they're hoarding their money they got they got too much money and they're hoarding it we got to go take it from them you just wait till you put a capital gains rate of 396 at the federal level, and, uh, then 3.8% Medicare tax on top of that. You just wait. You put that in place, and then if you're in New York or California where the state taxes another 13%, you're taxing gains on risky investments. You're taxing them at almost 60%. Nobody's going to do that. They're going to hoard their money. They're going to invest it overseas, mark my word, where they don't do that. They're laughing at us. Oh, that's great. Those Americans, they're going to tax the snot out of those investors. Great. Here we are. We're open for business. Bring your capital this way. That's what the other countries will say. They're chomping at the bit at our stupidity. And what does our government say? We need that to invest in child care. Huh? You need to tax the successful in society so they can take care of other people's kids. What kind of crap is that? No wonder we're all screwed up. But that's what they're saying. I think we got Jen Saki here. Don't we, Rhino? Is she? She addressed this question yesterday from the press. You come up. It's trying to. All right, Bufford. Anyhow, she can't answer the question. Well, we're just looking at making the tax code more fair. we got to go. we got a break right here. We'll try to see if we can get it cranked up. I bet we can. But she can't answer the question either. She's about like Michael Reagan with the EPA. Well, I don't know how much this trillions of dollars is going to lower the temperature. What do you mean you don't know? Because it ain't about that. That's why. That's not, not, not important. What's important is that you, we got to get more of your money so we can go give it to other people for their child care. Break time. Aerosmith pumping us out right here. We'll come back with more of the JT Show. Stay with us.
25: It's scary to be diagnosed with stage 3 rectal cancer at age 30. I was a new mom with a new job and a husband out of town when I found out. So I'm very thankful for St. Dominic's. I met with a different specialist every day for a week. And all of a sudden, I had an entire team of medical professionals coming together to save my life. And that's exactly what they did for me and my son. Thanks to St. Dominic's, I can be the mom I always wanted to be.
16: St. Dominic's. Skilled Hands. Compassionate hearts. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets.
17: We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in store, curbside, and online to save $30 on X2 power boat batteries. For offer details and
27: limitations, visit batteriesplus.com. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
23: The Sheraton Flowwood will be hosting a job fair. We're hiring for positions in food and beverage, housekeeping, finance, sales, engineering, and front office. The job fair will be at the Sheraton Flowwood at 2200 Refuge Boulevard in Flowwood on Friday, April 23rd from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, April 24th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and also on Friday, April 30th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, May 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can also apply online at aimbridgehospitality.com.
29: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you
1: to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday night starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super
0: Talk Jackson.
22: The switches are thrown, the
0: signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
22: Welcome
5: back, everyone. The JT show continues. Super Talk, Mississippi. All right, I think we've got uh, Jan Saki now.
18: You just mentioned, and Secretary Kerry mentioned, the fact that the market is already heading towards Mm -hmm. electric vehicles. There's no turning back from that. It's an unstoppable force. If that's the case, why should taxpayers pay for 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations? Isn't that something that will get taken care of by the market?
13: You know, I think there's a role uh, for government to play. Our view, the presidency, is there's a role for government to play to incentivize, to ensure that there is continued movement in this direction. The Dow is down about 350 points
18: on reports that the Biden administration is going to propose doubling, essentially, the capital gains rate for high-income Americans. Can you tell us any more about that plan? And do you have any concerns that that would
13: discourage long-term investment? Well, we're still finalizing what the pay-fors look like. Uh, Childcare, there's a need to invest in early childhood education, and that can be on the backs of the wealthiest Americans who can afford it and uh, corporations and businesses who can afford it. Uh, And his view and the view of our economic team is that uh, that won't have a negative impact.
5: There's a role for government. No, there's not. Your role is to stay the hell out of the way. It worked out pretty good. And the more you interfere, the worse it gets. Wake up. We can't trust those people. They don't know what they're doing. Government. Oh, you know, these 535 people under this dome here and over there at the White House, they know how to manage this $20 trillion economy. You don't know what you're doing, you dumb people. That's what that message is. That's what it is. That's what it is. And look, I tell you, a lot of people hear the government talking about spending all this money on broadband. And I know there are a lot of people in this country that don't have access to high-speed Internet because of our population dispersion and the way we habitate here in this country. It it uh, It does make it more difficult to deliver just from a logistical, technical, economic perspective. All right, so the solution now, folks, the government wants to essentially replace the private sector and to implement a fully government-operated Internet. You okay with that? Right, it cost less money. You know, instead of $30 a month, it'll be 27 That's what they're going to tell you, if the government operates it. Yeah. But you have government. You okay with that? No. Oh, and oh, and let's let's face I,
4: it. I don't live in China for a reason.
5: Right. And there will be certain I guarantee you, certain demographics that will receive it for free, of course. Courtesy of the government. So this lady says this. Well, you think there's a role for government here? That's why we gotta go increase the capital gains rate. Just unbelievable. Charlie and Brandon says, choose wisely. Uh, That's right. That's a line from Indiana Jones in the last crusade from Greta. What's her name? Say it. Greta Thunberg. (laughs) I love it. Chris, the mailman, says, climate supremacy. Best one I've heard lately is environmental racism. Well, uh, here's the deal, and we said it yesterday. As long as everything is racism and everything is climate change and everything is infrastructure, then nothing is. Nothing is. If you define everything as that, no reasonable person believes that. If you can't make distinction, you can't discern, you can't differentiate, you can't manage, you can't produce, but that's what's happening. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's like, let's make D.C. a state. If you oppose that, you're a racist. Hey, I'm okay. Include them, integrate them into Maryland or Virginia. That would make the most sense. But that doesn't achieve the goal. It's not like they care about the people of D.C. having proper representation. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. They care about their power, their pocketbooks, period. That's it. unbelievable. So more high-speed income coming from Thomas and Greenwood. Our government, more high-speed. Oh, <laughs> he is Thomas and Greenwood. Sent a photo there of his uh, working on 29,500 turn-ups, bunch of gear there in racks. I see it. The government had control of the internet would end up just like the post office, eight billion a year in debt. Our government is not exactly known for streamlining and being economically sensible. I would agree with that. That's Tammy from Boonville. Yeah, these businesses, according to CJ from Madison, they're gonna move overseas. They'll dodge the taxes. Well, they'll just make investments where they're not taxed as heavily. Germany has Wi-Fi run by the government. My aunt lives there. Big government sucks. You know, it's probably sad and crazy to say, but I might trust Germany's government more operating the Internet than our own.
4: Well, it's not even that. Look at how the government treats other long-term investments like infrastructure, like roads and bridges that, frankly, don't need updating and upkeep nearly as often as
5: broadband Internet. Yeah right well i i just i don't know how we've gotten to a point in this country where we worship government we think the people in government are superior to the people out of it therefore we're just going to confer the power to manage a 20 trillion dollar economy to those people that's essentially what that's saying let's confer it to them they know better how to manage the economy than consumers do. That um, that's sad that we've gotten to that point in this country. What what happened to the the concept that government exists to essentially defend the country? Primarily, that's what it exists for, and everything else is left up to the states and to the people. We we've just shifted away so dramatically from that. And once people succeed in society, we've got to go rip their assets away from them and give them to others. That's what the the idea is, the concept is. And we never really talk about ways to help lift up people and let them seize and leverage opportunities. It seems like it's always about driving down those who have succeeded that i don't see how that solves any problems it creates more i've said it before it's analogous to me playing i don't know pick a professional golfer george spieth cut his hands off i might be able to compete with him that's the same thing same concept again we're not talking about growing the size of the pie We're always talking about redividing it, recutting it. Nothing. What policies has Joe Biden proposed thus far?
4: That is a good analogy because every time you cut the pie, you can't make a bigger piece. Right. You just got to make smaller and smaller pieces.
5: It's what it is. That's precisely what it is. So, yeah, so. Uh, C.J. from Madison says, I agree, Rhino. They can't maintain what we have but want to add more burden. That's crazy. Look at the Natchez Trace Parkway per month for the trees shut down. Hmm. Interesting, that on the C Spire text line. This is Bo in Indianola says, I keep hearing them say how many jobs these windmills are going to make for uh, how many people are going to lose their jobs. Oil fields and many car mechanics will be going out of work. Yeah, I mean it's it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of thought put into that. Those policies, let's just kill. Let's really let's just kill those jobs in the name of climate justice. I mean that's the that's the message, isn't it? I it's, best I can tell. It, th- that's those are just Democrats ex- want to sacrifice American
4: livelihoods to. Not buck the system and not anger their buddies
5: in China. Acceptable losses. That's what I hear. Those are just acceptable losses. Interesting. Well, we got more coming up. We've got half an hour left in the program, but joining us next will be Steve Azar, host of In a Mississippi Minute. We'll talk about music and concerts. Getting back on track in the Magnolia State and hopefully across the country. Stay with us. We'll return on the JT Show.
28: saving spectacular at must-up jackson is going to blow your mind that's right, spring is here, and it's time to ditch that old car and upgrade to a new Mazda. We're offering our biggest savings of the year right now, and you don't want to miss it. Right now, get 0% financing or 1,500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Worry that you can't get approved because of your past credit issues? Don't be. We are focused on your future, and our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come see all of our amazing deals during our spring savings spectacular only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for complete details and proof credit on select models.
19: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's been a drop in demand for the COVID vaccine in some parts of the country. In Mississippi, state health officials have asked the federal government to send vaccines in smaller packaging so that it's not going to waste. Governor Tate Reeves thinks pausing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was a mistake.
21: There have been uh, six incidences uh, out of over seven million shots. All six of those incidences that they are referring to may have been caused by by uh, other medicines that that these individuals were taking.
19: He says Mississippi did almost 29,000 shots the day before they took it off
21: the market, but those numbers have dwindled. If someone was on the fence, they all fell off the fence and they fell fell the wrong way.
19: 212 new cases of COVID are being reported today with two additional deaths. While the seven-day average of new cases has dipped, overall hospitalizations are above 200 for the first time since the end of March. Visit Ridgeland presents the Art Wine & Wheels
3: Weekend, April 30th through May 2nd at the Renaissance at Colony Park. Events include Ridgeland Fine Arts Festival, Natchez Trace Century Ride, and a Friday night April 30th kickoff party. Visit artwineandwheels.com. Follow Visit Ridgeland on Facebook. Hashtag Visit MS Responsibly.
20: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch, and this is National Crime Victims' Rights Week. Last year, my office served over 2,200 crime victims. If you've been the victim of a crime...
0: hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, no, 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 no. on to the real part.
16: Dino Mike!
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. While we're waiting to get Steve Azar on the line, a couple of texts here. Brian from Boonville says, In order to rebuild an entire working government, you must first bankrupt it. It's an interesting thought there. The biggest piece of the pie goes to the government. That Tammy from Boonville seems like we're certainly headed that way, and it it is uh, it's a concern. So, um, I did get a text from a listener that uh, said I was condescending and arrogant in my tone and delivery. And so, again, if if I'm offending anyone with that, I apologize. I care deeply about this state, this country. I get passionate about issues that I think are detrimental and destructive to the country and our way of life. Not going to back down on that. And, I, you know, I get fired up. I, I get that. I agree. But that's because I care. And, I, and I'm not going to back down on that. And to those who seek to destroy this country, I, I think we've been a little too lax in our response. I think we've...
4: My question is, how can anyone hear condescension in your voice and be completely immune to it from
5: Democrats? who in my view just wrote the book on it. Right. I mean that just that little snippet we just played from the White House press secretary, every time she gets to the podium, it's just condescending and morally superior. And if you've ever watched her, you see her with her hands. You ever see how she her hands like, you know, I'm I'm giving this to you, so to speak. Get out of my face, is what it says. But good grief. Um, I, I think there's a clear line between talking down to people, which I try not to do, honestly. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. I think all of us get to that point here and there. A and to, to fine line between that and just enthusiastically and passionately and emphatically expressing your views, making your point. And that's all I'm trying to do. You know, this 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 audience is somewhat contained, you know, in our state and I get that and I appreciate everybody for listening and so I don't you know, I don't uh, I don't apologize for my success. I'm not going to do it. Nobody should. Shouldn't apologize for that. And I try not to discuss it in a boastful way but rather in a, an exa- as an example and to represent. I just want my kids, and their kids, and all future generations to have that same opportunity. That's all. They, they may choose to go a different route in life. That's perfectly fine. I want them to have that opportunity to choose. And what I see happening with these policies is the government's basically determining your fate. They're determining your fate. And it's not even based on your merit, your performance, your contribution to society, like I've said before, the extent to which you please your fellow man, that, certainly from an economic perspective, determines your fate. What's wrong with that? I I just, I can't even understand, I can't even understand how else to express it and what's, what's wrong with that. Um, so the listener says (laughs) that my delivery is like nails on a chalkboard. I'm not sure why you listen then, honestly. So, and that I represent the elite. Really? You don't know anything about me then. You just don't. If anything, I rail against the elite. It's the elite. And I've named them on the program today. Heck, Joe Biden is elite. Kamala Harris is elite. They're all elite. They're all privileged. So is, um... How about John Kerry? What about this Mexican climate (laughs) activist? That's elite. How about Greta Thunberg? Say it, Rhino. I know we got Steve waiting. Greta Thunberg. What about her? Choose wisely. That's arrogant. So, I apologize, listener, if you don't like that. Um... The delivery and tone but i would suggest maybe not listening i'm sure there's others out there as well and i mean it's who i am so we actually
4: have a surprise guest
5: okay let's go what's up Gerard? hey steve sorry about that it's not steve oh who's uh, that one, this isn't steve this is jt jt gosh dog i didn't recognize your voice there <laughs> i'm sorry man good grief this is awesome how are you
31: I, man, I'm westbound and down, loaded up and trucking, man. I'm coming home for the weekend.
5: Oh, awesome. Man. And
31: I'm looking forward to it. I just I had to call, man, because... And this will make... Why is it that corn dogs can't drive? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Louisiana right now. Uh, they you don't a... have this problem in Texas. You don't have this problem in Louisiana. I mean, in Mississippi. But in Louisiana... They cannot drive. I'm not driving. My wife's driving. By okay. The way. Okay. I'm just sitting here. I'm in the I'm in the co-pilot seat, trying to help her get around all these corn dogs in the left lane. Okay. I don't know what it is. I mean, is it something in the Louisiana driving manual that says <laughs> that you just camp out in the left lane?
5: I guess. Well, thank
31: God. Thank God, Mississippi. You know, we passed a law that says you can't ride in the left lane. You get a ticket. These people, these people are unbelievable.
5: Well, are they going fast? I'm, Normally, in Louisiana. No! They're, okay, they're not going. So they're no, in the left lane and they're not going fast. It's a problem.
31: Yeah, and it's and it's their world, and you're living in
5: it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you never, guys be careful. Never
31: seen anything. Never seen anything like it. Are you on? No, man. Just you on ten. Yeah, we're on ten. We're coming. Just came through Lake Charles. Gotcha. We're gonna. We're gonna stop in Scott, Louisiana, and get some boudin.
5: There you go.
31: Why not? You, when, when, when they, when, you know, when in Louisiana, do as the Louisianans do, except stay out of the left lane.
5: Gotcha. Well. Yeah,
31: I got a little break, man. Before, if Azar is there now, y'all, you just cut me loose. We
5: can't find he shows him.
31: Up that doesn't surprise
22: me, <laughs>
31: you know how those, you know how musicians
5: are man <laughs>
31: they, they, they have a, they a different beat to their own drums,
5: you
31: know. <laughs> Hazard's a good one though
5: absolutely uh,
31: no i got a we've got a weekend off and an extra day, so gonna start some new treatment next week and uh, just had to come home and sleep in my bed and see my dogs and all that good stuff you know hang out, yeah hanging out in an apartment i feel pretty good feeling pretty good Had some had some radiation treatment been feeling pretty good and get ready start another treatment plan that uh we got our fingers crossed and praying that's gonna work very well and i think it is i got, got a good feeling
5: well you sound great i gotta tell you uh last time you and i talked i know you had been up uh late that night i want to say and uh, didn't have much sleep.
31: no i was just i was worn out man yeah that was what was that day was pretty rough that was one of those days i would have skipped on y'all but i didn't yeah i, I went in and did what i had to do but i i was feeling rough that day it was it was a pretty bad day i was in a lot of pain that day but pain free right now i'm feeling pretty good and looking forward to coming home and hanging out a few days in Madison,
5: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got lots of folks texting in, J.T., uh, wanting to extend <laughs> their love and well wishes as usual. Brian from Tennessee and Thomas from Greenwood, uh, Andy and Jackson. So, uh, says, You know
31: you're talking to the best listeners in Mississippi right there on the J.T. show, But
5: Absolutely no doubt about it, in my mind. dead gum to you, and it's uh, just been an honor and a pleasure Uh, to me and the chair, and these folks are great, and I I enjoy broadcasting to them every day. I hope they enjoy the show.
31: Well, I just wanted that, too, to give everybody an update. You know, I'm still here. I'm still kicking out in Texas and still working hard to get well and going to start a new treatment plan next week, and uh, we're going to keep on fighting, man. That's all you can do. and You know, it's just with the cards I've been dealt and uh, still – still god's plan and i still have total faith in god and i'm gonna continue that gonna keep fighting and uh and uh, i feel good about this next treatment treatment plan i really do and i just hope that uh hope things go well and i know a lot of people have hoped so but i mean i was just getting so every time i come here i get in Louisiana, and a lot of times i have to drive sometimes when my daughter's with me but my wife's driving today and Oh, always so say, you know, the next time I'm on the radio, yeah, I need to remember I got a raise heck about <laughs> these left-lane drivers in
5: Louisiana.
31: <laughs> and look, no offense to folks from Louisiana, I'm kin to a bunch of you, okay? I hear you. But you need to learn how to drive. <laughs>
5: That's awesome. Man, it is so great to hear from you, and you know, everybody loves you and, and extends well wishes for a quick recovery. Indeed. I'm glad you're on the way home. Enjoy the weekend, and... Please give us a call back soon, man. Everybody's so happy to hear from you.
31: I know it, Jordan. I appreciate what you're doing. and I'm going to relieve you there one day, buddy. You can go back and you actually have your real job back.
5: <laughs> you got see,
31: it. See, you understand what it's not, what it's like <laughs> now not to have a real job. You go <laughs> going there to talk on the radio. There
5: you go. All right, All right, buddy. Y'all we'll take care. up. Right Thank you, buddy. We're
31: westbound and down, brother.
5: There
21: you go.
31: Eastbound we'll, and down, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, Eastbound and down.
15: We'll be right back. All right. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 73. Some heavy rain likely tonight, low around 59. Your Saturday, a 40% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 80 degrees. And for your Sunday, sunny skies, high near 77. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
10: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
23: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
17: Madison Sellers proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
8: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. Yellow here with a special invitation to
12: join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi.
16: Mississippi. It's finally Friday. I'm free again. I've got my most.
5: Welcome back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. So great to hear from JT. His voice sounded good, sounded like he was in good spirits, and I certainly hope he enjoys the weekend off from the treatment. It's just got to be drudgery. I know it is. And uh, hopefully, as he said, the uh, treatment he's going through is going to get him going. Certainly praying for that. So... On the C Spire text line, someone said, I uh, appreciate this, you always tell it like it is. Thank you, sir. Mike in Richton said, whoever said you're arrogant and condescending, that's the problem with our country. Got their feelings hurt. You know, I don't know, and and uh, look, I respect the listener for expressing her views. Uh, I, I can't change my voice. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I could certainly amend the tone somewhat. I, you know, I don't feel like that I'm condescending to others I'm condescending and critical of policy yeah and I
4: policy have. makers
5: yeah exactly because they make policy without understanding the ramifications of it and and that bothers me they don't really have any benchmark reference point keep telling the truth and don't want to apologize for that too on the ceasefire text line and yeah I'm so I'm, I'm simply apologizing if, if uh, in some way, someone perceived that I was uh, expressing views in a condescending way to them. Certainly was not my intent to anybody that certainly listens in. Don't want to ever do that. Um, but I might disagree with you, and I, and I get passionate about that. And uh, I I'd, I'd raise my voice. It's not intended to raise my voice at a person as much as much as it is the views and like Rhino said, the person sometimes behind some of the bad, destructive, damaging policy. But otherwise, we just get bulldozed, don't we? Isn't that what's happening? It's what has happened. To the point where we had
4: the tape... It's been the, going since the 90s with political correctness. We just get bulldozed. We are living currently in the, the, the time frame that has been impacted the most by political correctness and the inanity of in.
5: agree and they hide behind it they take cover in it because they can't use logic that's for sure and now we see it happening across the corporate landscape with well, all the wokeism that's what that is that's pandering that's placating that's caving capitulating we could just use all the the uh, verbs and adverbs there but that's what that is I don't even think they necessarily buy into all of it. I really don't. We've got a tape. We're out of time today. We're going to get to it Monday. And it is the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. And uh, uh, his name escapes me, but he's hes an African-American gentleman. And he's up on the floor of Congress. And he, he basically calls them out. On Georgia's voting integrity laws, and he just does a fantastic job. Uh, I don't know how long it lasts, Rhino. We we only got a couple of minutes left, but uh, maybe we can get a little bit of it, of it in here. It's it's awesome.
32: The subject of this hearing is the evolving landscape of voter discrimination, and it certainly has throughout our nation's history. Let me say that I am very proud of the history in this nation of my people. My people were put in the belly of ships, bound in chains, and endured the middle passage. My people were whipped, beaten, and sold as as property during slavery. During Reconstruction and throughout Jim Crow, black people were intimidated, harassed, and even killed to keep them from having a voice in government. Symbols like chains, nooses, and burnt crosses are not just symbols of death. They are symbols of forced and coerced silence the sacrifices of our ancestors so I could have the opportunity to become the first black lieutenant governor of my state, to see a black man sit in the White House for two terms, and for millions of us to be leaders in business, athletics, government, and culture, add up to an incredible story of victory. But today, we hear Georgia law being compared to Jim Crow, the black voices are being silenced, and the black voices are being kept out. How? By bullets? By bombs? By nooses? No. By requiring a free ID to secure the vote. Free ID. Let me say that again. By requiring a free ID to secure the vote. Amen. How absolutely preposterous. Am I to believe that black Americans who have overcome the atrocities of slavery, who are victorious in the civil rights movement, and now sit in the highest levels of this government, cannot figure out how to get a free ID to secure their votes.
5: Dang right. Exactly. That's insulting. It's racist at its core. This guy calls them out. Bravo for him. Bravo for him. Gee whiz. So ridiculous. Man, I tell you what, that got me fired up when I found that last night. So good. It's right on point. Folks, thanks so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you listening to the JT show. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back with you Monday. God bless.
22: A
0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.